Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 27th of October, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the mysterious death of 30 whales in the Valdez Peninsula. On Monday the 24th, experts finally confirmed that the cause of death was an algal bloom known as red tide, which produces a paralyzing biotoxins. Unfortunately, the harmful bloom also affected Magellanic penguins, seabirds, and a sea lion. The director of the Whale Conservation Institute explained that while this is a natural phenomenon, the algae are favored by the increase in sea temperatures due to global warming, added to the discharge of poorly treated sewage, fertilizers, and industrial effluents into the sea. Speaking of uh, activities with environmental effects, the lithium business keeps growing. Rio Tinto Group, one of the world's biggest diversified miners, is seeking pitches from investment banks for lithium companies. This Australian group bought a lithium mine in Argentina for $825 million and needs to bring it into production in 2024 as it already entered a supply agreement with Ford. Prior to buying that mine, the company had tried to develop a giant operation in Serbia, which was blocked after protesters complained. Another country that has pledged to invest in Argentine lithium is Brazil. The company Unipar will be pouring over $100 million in both the mineral and renewable energies over the next three years. Between the end of this year and the beginning of 2023, the construction of a lithium plant in the northwest of Argentina will start. By 2024, the first stage will be ready, and it is expected that the overall process will generate about 250 jobs. From one neighboring country to another, the province of Chubut will start billing Chile for medical treatment given to citizens of that country at the Esquel Hospital. While emergencies will continue to be free of charge, incoming patients seeking to be treated for non-urgent matters will have to present a note from a Chilean physician attesting to the unavailability of proper treatment for the malady in question at their place of residence. According to the Argentine Chamber of Medical Tourism, Argentina received a monthly average flow of 1,000 foreigners seeking surgeries or treatments before the pandemic. That figure is to be matched in the second semester of 2022, which explains the decision of provinces like Chubut. Most of these foreign patients come from Uruguay, Bolivia, Peru, Paraguay, Chile, and the United States, where medical care can be between 40 and 80 percent more expensive. In darker news, the remains of a submarine that belonged to the Nazis were found near Necochea, a coastal city southwest Buenos Aires. Specialists like the Italian Naval League, which confirmed the origin of the submarine, believe that it was deliberately sunk in 1945 when Nazi officers arrived in Argentina and wanted to cover up their traces. The wreckage can be found some 10 kilometers from the coast of Necochea. Argentina's Coast Guard used a remote-controlled vehicle to take pictures of the submarine, with tactical divers also participating in the operation. On that note about tracing history, Saturday the 22nd saw the return of the Night of the Museums, a special event in Buenos Aires City where hundreds of cultural spaces open their doors for free. 
This time around, the event was focused on the fight against climate change, about sustainability and the environment, in support of the C40 World Mayors Summit. More than 900,000 visitors roamed the halls of some of the city's biggest museums well into the early hours of Sunday. Public transport was packed, and it was harder than ever to get a taxi. Moving on, Argentina's government announced that it would be giving out an emergency bonus payment to those living in extreme poverty. The total sum is 45,000 pesos, about $150, and it aims to help those with no income. It is expected that some 2 million people will receive the bonus. However, many more signed up who were rejected for not meeting the criteria. On a related note, the economy minister, Sergio Massa, announced last week that the income tax floor will be raised to 330,000 pesos, about 1,100 U.S. dollars. This starts next month, and it's based on monthly gross salaries. There will also be a sliding scale from 431,000 pesos downwards to avoid unduly penalizing those just above the tax exemption floor. Most likely, another update will have to be made soon, as long as inflation keeps hiking up. Speaking of hikes, the government of Buenos Aires province, Axel Kisilov, granted provincial employees a 20% pay raise for the last quarter of 2022. He did so in light of Peronist Loyalty Day, which is commemorated on the 17th of October. This means that the employees had a yearly wage increase of 90%, taking into account the inflation rates. This is hardly a salary increase, rather an adjustment. But it is higher than what lots of private workers saw this year. In Casa Rosada, Cabinet Chief Juan Mansur confirmed the ongoing rumors by admitting that he is going to leave his position next year. He plans to return to Tucumán, his province of origin, and continue to serve as governor, which was his position before he took over the cabinet. President Fernández will need a new cabinet chief to accompany him for most of 2023 until the presidential race. The most likely candidates right now are Federal Intelligence Agency Chief Agustin Rossi and Foreign Minister Santiago Cafiero, who was originally cabinet chief when Fernandez took office. Since we brought up the presidential race, National Deputy Maximo Kirchner said during an interview that he doesn't think his mother and current VP, Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, will run for president in 2023. He also said, that Cristina had made a bad decision in 2019 when she decided to run with Alberto Fernandez. It is no secret that Maximo Kirchner and the president don't see eye to eye. As we know, someone who is very likely to run for office next year is Buenos Aires city mayor and opposition leader Horacio Rodriguez Larreta. But right now, he has other issues to think about. The Buenos Aires city government has filed criminal charges against Almost 400 parents of students who occupied schools last month during the sit-ins. Authorities are seeking to get back more than 50 million pesos, about $170,000, in costs incurred by the shutdowns. That said, the political figure who probably had the worst week is the presidential spokesperson, Gabriela Ceruti. 
During the Argentine version of the TV show Big Brother, a participant said he knew President Fernandez personally and claimed he is a serial briber. Instead of weighing the importance of a show that doesn't even take itself too seriously, the presidential spokesperson was quick to take to Twitter and deny the claims, stating that the president didn't recall ever meeting this person and that he had never been involved in corruption. Sure enough, the opposition saw an opportunity and took it to mock Saruti for following the show. Before we go, this month, the American magazine Rolling Stone featured two Argentine artists on their Musicians on Musicians series, Nikki Nicole and Truena, a young couple that has been taking the local music scene by storm, sat down in Buenos Aires to talk about their work and everything that has connected them personally. If you want to give it a read, follow the link in the show notes. And that's it for this week. You may not know this, but we do updates for some other countries too. If you know anybody who might be interested, let them know. Ready? Here they are. West to East. Venezuela, Spain, Nigeria, Poland, Serbia, Turkey, Malawi, Ethiopia, Georgia, Japan. Think of anybody? Remember, you can contact us at argentina at rorschach.com. Nos vemos la próxima semana.